Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Renegade Blitz. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at rblitzpod, and at blitzvideos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Glad to be back rolling here on the Renegade Blitz says it's the end of season ver- version of the podcast. I guess it, everyone thought it was going to be a playoff version with, with everything. But of course, uh, you've you seen the meme. You've you seen the gif from Big Daddy. The Jets. The Jets <laughs> couldn't get it done. You know the season's over. You know you know something different about me, Ty. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, I know. I seen, I seen you as we we could also talk about the national championship because we're all football fans here. Oh yeah, we First are. And foremost, then we're, then we have allegiances to teams. I, both of us have the Pittsburgh Steelers, or let's not put allegiances out there. We both we both have a podcast on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You write about the Pittsburgh Steelers. You write for the Penn State Nittany Lions. I might write. I might write about something for somewhere, somewhere, if I can, if I can manage time better. That's the one thing. But you know, all that stuff. But I, I think when you look at it like this, I was talking to a family member. I said this: if they go into the playoffs, they weren't going to win that that first round matchup unless there was a tremendous effort on both sides that. Well, I think that one side of the ball could put it together. The other side of the ball, as constructed in terms of game planning, I have serious doubts about it. And I think all roads, no matter what, read, led to a boat race. It really yeah. did. It was going to be a boat race. It was going to be bad. So they saved themselves the embarrassment. And then guess what? You know, these fans are in Pittsburgh. They don't care like – Fire Tomlin, fire the fire. They'll be like, and they went, and, the, and that happened. So I'm glad they got out with a win, and they have a building block for the future. They got now. They need some more dogs. 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 I, I think. I, I think. I think you you need the mentality, and I and I think coming back with a mentality. Look. He might not be a franchise quarterback, but at the very least is a quarterback one. You could say this. If you have two straight comebacks in prime time, including one on Christmas night when you're honoring the man who effectively birthed the good times of the franchise, and then you went on the road against a divisional rival, you're a dog. Yeah. He ain't the only dog. Dogs. We got pickings. I love them. Yeah. Love that dog. Even Stetson Bennett's a dog. You can, you yeah. can, as far as I'm concerned, if you show up when you're absolutely called on with it, I view it, I view it as the old saying: two out of three ain't bad. Do you wish that 
it would have went down better in Miami because that really was that really was the difference. Who cares no, if they I'll lost to New England? I'll tell you what the difference was. The Jets. Losing to the Jets, I think losing to the Jets obviously didn't help them. And I wonder if if that game did if the season switched with that win over Miami and or would that have mattered? Because I think they actually would have gotten in with that. The Jets was just a cacophony of mismanagement, even even from the head coach, which people around here will think that it's next to God. I can criticize a head coach and still think that he should still remain the coach of this team. Oh, yeah, we could criticize him all the time. But it was like – it was t- it, that was a bad loss. They should have beat like they should have beat New England, but they they got outdogged. New yeah. England just wanted that game more. Uh, but at the end of the day, you did play some trash teams at the end, like Carolina, the Saints, the NFC South. So it kind of evens out. The Colts. My question with people is I view it as this. Even even your fellow Nittany Sports Now co-host, and he, he said this. Everyone's everyone's applauding to Mike Tomlin for the six and two end of the season, but are you gonna laud him for it, it's paraphrase? Are you gonna laud him for the two and six effort? I get what he means with that, but let's mm-hmm. view it like this. If this team would have lost to Carolina, Atlanta, who else? Who else? Las Vegas? Baltimore the second time? Baltimore the second time around? You would have hated this even more. And you want to know something? I probably would have I probably would have had a much more friendlier slant towards a fire Tom one statement with those. Indianapolis? Yeah, if that that was that's the game. Like, I said on this podcast, Indianapolis would have made me would have made me say it. I know because you, that you, that team, as much as it is, it's one thing if you're if you're. I know that Jeff Saturday is a franchise legend. I know that there's he, he. It's tough to win games in high school. It's tough to win football games at any level. The difficulty just gets higher and higher the, the further you go up, the, the the levels you see. But losing losing to effectively a high school coach, even though he's a clear he's a clear cut Hall of Famer, he is a Hall of Famer. What am I kidding? Um, he's just Saturday. Well, he should be. If he's not, he should be. Could be. Hall of very good. Come on, man! You're come on, man. The the quarterback that he was, the quarterback whose hands were under the buttocks for most of the time was a Hall of Famer, and that offensive line for the mo- for for everything that it is, for everything that it is with the Colts, that offensive line was the catalyst to a lot of what Peyton Manning did. Right, but that still doesn't mean you're a Hall of Fame. You see, now we have, now we're getting like too many saying this is a Hall of Famer. What? Too many he, cooks? Yeah, too many too many like levels to the he ain't that level. He I'm saying, is he the best center ever? No. He's pretty good. The best center they probably ever had, but no, 
Yeah, people we saw Hall of Famer too vaguely these days. We're gonna have to put a check on that because I'm giving him the nod, but that that's just me. I'm gonna give him the nods. Maybe someone with better with better football expertise with that would would put a clear-cut argument with it, but this is a Steelers podcast, not a Jeff Saturday podcast. I know, this is not. And now look, but you know what? Is it one of another another benefit is of not having another game? We could shoot the crap like this, I guess. You got a point. Well, they know that too, but no, your boy will never play another down in a Steeler uniform. Yes, and I want to talk about this because the, the centralness around this with the national championship is that Jarvis Jones is once again a national champion. I think he was a, I think he was a graduate assistant on last year's team. If I this My, is this is me assuming. I I mean I mean I mean just we'll take a look at it, but yeah, I think he was. He probably and, was. He, yeah, he, he may have been a graduate assistant, but still. At the very least, he might have been a volunteer assistant, but his yeah. career is very much over. At, I wanted to talk about this because you were talking with Amanda Gadsey, who I'd, I'd love to have on this podcast as well. She will you be on here. She, I will guarantee she will be I, on here. I will continue this podcast if we could, if we turn it into more of a Steelers shoot the crap podcast. Maybe that would help us a little bit more. But we're no longer fans. We're professionals. That's yeah. the game has changed for us. Yeah. With every set, with every step of the way with that. But, anyways, she got on here. Of course, you'll take any, any opportunity to take a free shot at Devin Bush. And people out here were saying that that Jarvis Jones was the biggest bust, at least in the last 15, 20 years for the Steelers. And I'm more partial to agree that because I view I view off outside linebacker in this defense is so critical. Yes. I know middle linebacker is very important in a 3-4, but there's two of them out there. One of those outside linebackers have got to get to the quarterback. And especially, I think he was the strong side outside linebacker because he he was the last outside linebacker before T.J. Watt. Yes, he was. And I'm going to tell you why. Bush is a big Devin Bush had a season... No, I'm going to put this argument out here. Devin Bush, yes, but also let me tell you this right now. A lot of people that can point the turning the turning point for this franchise in terms of where it went, where it was in that first COVID season with the Steelers to where it is right now. A lot of people can view the turning point of of a lot of things with this Steelers team was Devin Bush's injury against Tennessee. That man was arguably, was was garnering thoughts of he could be an all-pro. And I'm always that year was overrated. Let me no no, no you, you're putting your hatred up there. There I was hate Devin Bush. There's a legitimate there was legitimate talks of yo this guy was good. I will go back and clip parts of this podcast where we were we were singing the praises and saying 
I never other, sung his praises. Other reporters were singing the praises. Chris Carter was singing the praises, saying that's an all-pro linebacker. And and let me just tell you this right now. <laughs> let me just tell you this right now. I can I can say you don't like his attitude. You don't like a lot of things with it. You don't like the fact that you were you were a little bit showed out by the mother of Devin Bush, which I get. I don't like a lot of things. And but I'm not gonna Kwame, there's a difference between Kwame Brown and Devin Bush. Devin Bush showed promise early. The problem is an injury, and then later after that, he was just zapped of whatever it is. Was it a mental thing with him? Maybe he wasn't built to have the dot as the defensive communications for his helmet. Maybe he wasn't built for that. Maybe it was the injury. Who knows with it, but at least I still think that Devin Bush out there as a as a spot as a spot crasher could be something. He can't crash. That's what I call a middle linebacker out here. A spot cop in which he's basically asked Round up this guy. You can't do it. If you can't do it here in Pittsburgh, you ain't going to be able to do it anywhere. Pittsburgh is saying you can't do maybe it. Maybe he's like, not a 3 4 middle linebacker. Maybe not, but still. There's enough defenses out here. And heck, basically, the Steelers run a 4 2 5 or a 2 5 4, if you want to put it like this. There's a lot of emphasis. This is a line. There's a lot of. This is a linebacker heavy system. If the linebackers don't go, Unless Cam Hayward's playing out of his mind, which he did a lot of times last year and this year, the Steelers aren't getting any pressure. Come on, man. You know that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, your boy, it's just, he can't cut it here. I don't care. I agree with that. He looked good for a year. Year and And a half. And then the second year, he had his his little, had made some plays. Who cares? Have you ever felt this way about Devin Bush before? Did you feel this at when he was a rookie? Did you feel this during that second season before the injury? Did you? Did you? That's my you, question. You're talking about before, before what happened? We, uh, no, I, I didn't care because I didn't think he was that good at Michigan. Okay. I thought they overreached and drafted him. And the thing okay. is this, and here's the thing. That's what I wanted to say. His attitude is is is, is crap. Like it's terrible. It's horrible. Weren't you like, close to interviewing him in the locker room? No. You mentioned. I you mentioned, mentioned to do. This you is mentioned what happened. There was an By the time I came in there, he was gone. I wanted to go and interview him, but he was gone. Uh, well, said incident that we talked that he was jubilating in the locker room when the team found out that they got eliminated from the playoffs. While everybody's down and with the series, like they they won but they lost, Devin Bush is like is jubilating for what I heard in the locker room. I wasn't there. I wasn't there to see him jubilate. Well, that's confirm from. Jeff Halfmore from 937 the fan. Also all, like in his word, like a lot of these guys is gold. Number one, he's like he's the one who put me on to the journalism business, helped put me on. He, I like Jeff as well, too. And I and I won't dis and I won't ever question 
question that with Jeff Hawthorne. And look, there was a lot of post-injury Devin Bush was just weird. If you remember, his Twitter got very weird. And, and yeah. So is he that soft mentally that an injury? Man up. Get better. People get better from injuries all the time and gotten this better. Is true. This is true. There's is no true. excuse. I, I know. I, I don't buy that excuse. This dude is terrible. I don't buy that, but I buy, I buy athletic decline. How, man, people get – what do you think? Like, people get better after injuries these days. That's, an, that's a crutch that people have been using for this dude. Man, this dude is soft. He's a wimp. He can't tackle. He can't cover. He can't hit. I can run him over. Real rap. My goodness. My goodness. Right, this one, no, this is the one I want to say because Devin Bush, you really need to get on with your life's work. Really, you didn't start getting back onto it until the last two weeks Look when here. his snaps went down. Because 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 his snaps was down. Look, you have to you have to have heart in this league, like. Okay, Devin, seriously, as a man, you need to grow up and be a man, be a player that you – I don't know if you can be. You're not – maybe not be elite. To be a good linebacker, you need to stop being weird, grow up, be a man, work on your game, study, because I heard you don't study at all. Yeah, that's that's a bad thing. If you're not if you're not studying your opponent, especially when at one point you were given the dot for as I say, the for defensive communications, you shouldn't you should have there's a lot of window dressing in this league. I'm not going to sit here and and not say that it's it's easy for anyone out there to diagnose these plays. But at the general, there's a general idea that you need to that you need to know, at least have somewhat of a thought in your head of what's going on next. Yeah, you do. It's just not. I, I know we're going hard on him, but he, he's no longer. You're going player. hard on him. I'm being. I, I'm you being have to be the good thought, but still, you have to study. You have to. You have to just be a professional, and I don't think. You can look good when you're a rookie because you're not. But when the professionalism comes in, especially after you get hurt, that's when the professional, the studying, the mental game goes into the uh, goes into play. I don't. I'm gonna say this. I was saying athleticism in terms of him, in which he couldn't. If if there was one thing you could say about him, they always said he was athletic. But even even anything the the smallest nick or cut to someone could be the difference between you making that play and you not making that play but that game of of seeing what could happen next Wayne Gretzky was known for anticipation more than anything else and I'm pretty sure the great I'm pretty sure a lot of great players even good players in this league if they anticipation helps out most of it if your brain can see it your body will follow the rest of it. That's yeah. the one thing. Like, come on. Some of the best players, Wayne Gretzky, as you said, was he the best athlete ever? He's like yeah, more He was built. a good skater. He was a good skater. I mean, he was a good stuff. skater, but he wasn't the most athletic. 
He could he shoot. Wasn't a freak he wasn't a freak. He was a generational athlete. Huh? He could. He could. He, he could shoot. He was a good skater. He had oh, good right. physical tools, but he obviously you took well, a look at Wayne like, Gretzky. All right, if you put him against Mario Lemieux, no, physically, who would you pick? Lemieux. He's a Lemieux. He was. He was a. Of course, he was a Haas on skates. Yeah, no exactly. Doubt. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to be super athletic to get the job done and be a Hall of Famer. Like, you can. You, you got to be a good athlete. You can't. You don't have to be all freakish athletes that what they was talking about in college, in college or whatever. But that brain, having that brain is so important. It is important, and that is all I say. You, you your mind's got to be right. Just like, and then another thing before I, uh, this is this is. It seems like the Steelers have that standard has slipped since he's been on the team. <laughs> Drafted guys like him and 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 to, especially to, like Deontay Johnson, he's a weirdo. I, I said I said on Twitter this: Deontay Johnson reminds me so much of a Paul Abdul song, two steps forward, two steps back." The last two weeks, I, we were legitimately saying this is what we wanted out of Deontay Johnson. There's too much inconsistency with him. He was going north. If if he did those backwards runs and stuff like that, he was at least making people miss and getting up the field eventually. If you're if you're gonna do these moves, it's gotta end with you getting past a defender. Yes, like we, we, we I think. If they could do do something what they like they did with Claypool in the all season, we we might have something. Well, De- you see, <laughs> well DeAndre Hopkins is available, and while I think DeAndre maybe it had something to do with with Kyler Murray, but it kind of felt like he's fading a little bit. It kind of feels like he's in that Julio Jones. Could this be the cliff with him? Which which gives me pause, but for a two-year contract and Deion, two-year contract, he has like thirty-four million on it. Seventeen million, of course. Deontay's going to have a dead cap hit. That's always going to be the caveat. Seventeen million for two seasons. Why not? Why not go for a swamp for swamp if you can get it? Yeah, but there, but but something tells me one of those second round picks are going with it though, possibly that, possibly that early that early second. And do you want to put that on the table? I think still should flip that pick. Flip the Chicago Bears pick. Yeah, that may be their that argue other than their seventeenth overall pick, that might be their most. That might be their most treasured pick in the toolbox. I think it's, I think because of the, the situation, you could put an argument it's more treasured. Get a second rounder next year. You might be able to pick up a first rounder next year. Get two first rounders. I flipped the first pick too. Need depth. Need depth all around that roster. Come on, man. This is really a six-win roster. Tomlin juiced three wins out of that team than they should have. 
He put yeah, he he put three w- wins in the grinder with them. There there's also a lot of things. Brian Flores has a has an interview with Cleveland for the defensive coordinator position. He's going to get a job somewhere. I think I think if I'm if I'm the Steelers if he's going, he's going for a head coaching job. I I am literally I am literally making him. I think Arizona's not I don't think Arizona's going to go for a Rooney Rule candidate unless this unless whoever this new GM comes through. But if if I was the Steelers towards any head coaching availability just to get that just to get another pick, I would be throwing him out there. Yes. I'm not, I'm not giving him defensive coordinator positions, and I'm not giving him a, a coordinator position in the division. If no. the Browns if the Browns let go of Kevin Stefanski and they want Flores, I wouldn't like it either. But I would but I wouldn't I I wouldn't be mad at the fact that they're getting compensation out of it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he gives some of Arizona. He shouldn't go to Houston ever. Don't ever. No, no. Black, no. Uh, and was, they're gonna have a GM that's gonna that's gonna run through a third head coach with with three losing seasons. Yeah, like and, how, if anyone if anyone ever if anyone ever says that the Steelers ever need need a retooling at for any part of the organization, even Canada, I would go look. I would go say Houston's got a GM over there that I don't know what he's doing. I really don't. I don't know what Nick Casario is doing over there. I would literally, but I would literally try to basically, if you, if you have a salary dump, go to Houston. <laughs> but if you need a salary dump real quick, go to Houston real quick. Yeah. Cause they, it's bad. Like, so they're going over like almost love he got 25 million they got they paid two coaches 50 million dollars to go away in two years no plan the, it, it's pirate like what they're doing out there <laughs> I, I mean that's 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 bad that's absolutely horrible I would not, in good conscience, would go to that organization right now for anything. Until maybe, maybe they're they're not even the number one overall pick. But who cares? You know what? I was glad that that happened. Lovey Smith, good for you. And and he gave and he gave Chicago arguably his best stop, the number one overall pick. Why not? Yeah, but but it doesn't matter because what. The Bears are in primo position. They already have their quarterback of the future, or at least a quarterback that might take them somewhere if they tool together pieces. But that that's another thing. Let's get back on on the Steelers train with it. So that, the big the big question with this team is, of course, what are they going to do with those picks? And I, I've been adamant with them that. A trench on one side of the ball definitely has to be handled, and that's defensive line. Because even though Cam Hayward had a great season, I, I I think they can afford to get younger on that slot. 
the other side is corner, but yeah. Yeah. Both sides of the ball. Middle, meet, middle linebacker. Probably could use a, a depth on the edge. And could always use another receiver. Because we, we need it's just Deontay. He, I think he might be my next boy. He might replace. I think you've already set him up with it, and I. And here's the difference between Devin Bush and Deontay Johnson, just because it's so simple on what he needs to do. It, it really is simple. He what I said to, after the Bills game that got edited out. He just need to get. He just needs. He just needs to go get. His, he just needs to get his. He needs to get his mind right, because everything, because everything to with me to him. He was so close to scoring touchdowns against Cleveland, but but it just felt like with everything, with him. He actually he actually had less drops than what was reported. He only had five this season. I think that's generosity. That, yeah, that's a lot yeah, of generosity. I thought, I thought, like miss mistiming balls, stepping outside of the, stepping outside of the uh, stepping outside during the catch. Come on, man. He, um, I don't I don't ever put that as drops because I sometimes call that I, sometimes I put that on quarter. Sometimes you could put that on quarterbacks. I know that these receivers are basically Barishnikov-esque out there on the lines, but yeah. when there, there's a lot of factors that go into that 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 I that you can't really put put out there and say that that's on Deontay. Would you like for him to have those two two feet in? Yeah, <laughs> but situational awareness. He needs to get his head to go. What do, you want, what do you want to do in that situation with him? Knock the ball out of bounds and make sure that truly no one could catch it? I guess. But he's, I mean, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in that situation with him. Dude, but the thing is this. We need to get – but we could probably get something for Deontay. Get something for – he has a solid receiving yard total. I think isn't he up in nine hundred? Eight something. Eight. Uh, well, mm-hmm. yeah. So he so he has when he when he puts two hands on the ball and when he has good stretches like he did the two weeks prior to this game. I'd say yeah, you could probably go out there and get something for him. No, no matter what. When it comes to to the Steelers with with their receiver room, yeah, another yeah, maybe another second or third third round wide receiver would work out with them. But you do you are right with what you said earlier in the season. An adult in the room would be pretty good, and that adult in the room should be Jarvis Landry if it's not DeAndre Hopkins. That'd be good. Yeah, you need you could probably and you probably could use an. You could probably use another solid veteran. Uh, you, I think you should. You could draft a linebacker later, 
and get a veteran line. Like, but they tried it last year. But you could use use a solid veteran backup quarterback, a real one that wants to be there. Sean Clifford is available. I don't think Sean. Well, you want to you what you want to hear? You want to hear someone say? <laughs> you you just want to cause anarchy. <laughs> In between, did you catch the joke? I know, but I'm just like instead of veteran quarterback, which is Sean Clifford, (laughs) you know he's actually what you want to what you want to put in Stetson Bennett next. I mean, come on, man, it's not even above that. He's actually older than Pickett. (laughs) Please, you think you you think Pickett's in the retirement home right now? But anyway, there's a lot. There, there's a lot to put out there with the team. I guess this is basically becoming a recap podcast. We're not even talking about what we liked about the the Browns, the Browns, and all that stuff. That it was Browns a win. Game was so insignificant. It was significant, but it was so inco- inconsequential. We were doing honestly rather. I honestly ra- <laughs> we were rather. Like, bro, like half the time, I wrote an article for Nittany Sports Now during the game. <laughs> And we was scoreboard watching during the game because you were just hoping to have another week in which you could you could talk about it. Well, even though well, you know the, the 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 likely outcome, barring something Herculean, wasn't gonna be wasn't gonna be good next week mm-hmm. because because everyone had to be had had to have their galaxy brain on next week if they were if they were in the playoffs. It'd been embarrassing. Like it'd have been like the the fire Tomlin chats, the pitch force would have been out. Only thing that would have happened would have been only thing that would have saved him was a win. I think it's to the point with this franchise where where one playoff win would literally quell everything. Unless the next week uh, until the next week. But yeah. <laughs> in which they should have won the divisional. Reach out water the logical fire Tomlin. Like the, the fire, and they're still calling for him to get fired. They called for him to get fired if he was holding the Lombardi, but now that was because they didn't beat him by fifty-eight. Like it's TCU versus Georgia. You see, oh, I miss loving hip hop for that. <laughs> I see that you were up. You were really upset that you missed loving hip hop. You love your ratchet TV. I love my rat, and I miss W, and I miss Raw too. I actually, I actually was like, if we're watching squash matches right now, I'll just go watch Raw, and I did. Yeah. <laughs> but man, that was that was that was that, that really that really made you go that I don't know that really made you sit there and, and go, I see why Oklahoma and Texas is leaving. <laughs> I really do. And you see why they're like. There's going to be a, a college football. They expanded that. The college football. What playoffs. you want to see? What you want to see that in the first round? Maybe, maybe in terms of trying to get some momentum against the Big Four, sure. But what? It was, it was terrible. I stopped. Watching. You want to get some momentum? You want to bring a team in with some momentum? TCU had some pretty good momentum going. Well, they lost a Big Twelve championship, which was they did probably. They, I just hope the conference championship conference champions are more supported with this. I yeah. 
I think nobody wanted to see Alabama sneak their way in. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think everyone's sitting here going, "My God, why, why?" But yeah, why why have Alabama in here? They didn't even they didn't even play in the conference championship. Well, they didn't do it the other year. They that that happened twice with Alabama. They didn't win a conference championship game, but they won it all anyway. Yeah, but that would this would have been a year in which they weren't even in the building. Or no, I can't even remember. Was there an SEC championship game where Alabama wasn't even in it and they still made the playoff? Yeah. Yes, it was. Twenty seventeen, when they played Georgia. The Tua game. They didn't make it to the to the SEC championship in 2017. Nope. Wow. I, well, they still made it. I want to see who. I want to see who was the East champions. Yeah, yeah. It was it was Georgia and Auburn. So I was wrong. It was like it was. It was like yeah, it was no, Auburn no. because of the kick six. Yeah, no, that was no, 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 no. That was no, that, that was, was before they they did beat them, but that wasn't a kick six game. That was the kick ass game in twenty seventeen. Because oh. that's what Barkley was like. This is not going to be the kick six. This will be the kick ass. And they dog on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's what Barkley. I remember that college game day too. That was funny. But the kick six was in twenty thirteen. Yeah. That's when Auburn made it to the national championship and played Florida State. That's how I know. Yeah, that was just and, nice. and then another another reason why I don't like Bush because he chose Michigan over Florida State. Okay. 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 So we're we're starting to get we're starting to get back into personal reasons there. But still, but, but it was a personal football reason. This was because his mom, uh, you know, said what she said. <laughs> Disparaged, disparaged our good name. <laughs> Didn't she come at us though? She did. She did. She came at us first, and she came at us before I even came. She did. The- you, you said, "I hope you." You, you said, "I hope you, you continue to support our podcast." You said, "Boy, please." <laughs> I was, I, I was sitting there. I never see the other context where I was like, "All right, I see it." Still a hater, but still a hater, but still. But I remember, me and you. We will never be top ten picks. Never, never, ever, I, never, ever. But I'm doing, but I'm doing my hardest to make at least to at least put myself in number eleven. But I'm, that's what I do with my career. Um, but what else? I mean, the the big the big thing with it. Did you see the thing about Brock Purdy having thirteen touchdowns for San Francisco and Kenny Pickett only had seven? I wanted to say this so bad. Who's the head coach? Is an offensive genius. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying. I I think actually in for San Francisco, I think a pocket passer actually works better for them more than having a guy like Trey Lance or or Justin Fields because well well Justin Fields has to run for his life effectively, right. but 
I think a pocket passer actually works better in in San Francisco's offense because when you have your wide receiver being a running back and your running back being a wide receiver, right. there's a lot of things that make you go, "What am I supposed to do here defensively?" And he's throwing the guys, and he's throwing the guys that are, he's not throwing guys open. He's throwing the guys that are already open. Right. So so the question is. I'm pretty sure if you put Kenny Pickett out out in San Francisco, I want to see what Brock Purdy does now with teams that they don't have. Yeah, they have a little tape on them, but they're in earnest because it's it's if we don't stop this guy, we're done. Right situation. If, if Purdy wins a few playoff games, I will say I will say okay. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Relevant. Mr. Relevant. Okay. <laughs> we'll, well see. Well, like, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna sit there and go, look, man. Steelers fans are trying to find a Mr. Irrelevant style quarterback. And I'm just look. I I get it. You don't want to have a T Martin situation. Right. Well, let's let let's pump the brakes on this. Let that that uh, that San Francisco team is made for this. They are made to go to go win a Super Bowl, not just do damage in the playoffs. Go win a Super Bowl, and they're dark horses once again. And honestly, when I look at that NFC, NFC is really wide open. Oh yeah, I don't really. For example. My preseason pick was the Packers, and they're not even in the thing. No, that was a not. that was that was that was a mess. That's a mess for me. And I had Greg Tom said on here, and I said Bills Packers, and I'm just like I'm about to send a tweet to him. I said, remember how I said Bills Packers for the Super Bowl? Boy, don't I look like an idiot! But so now mm-hmm. I've upgraded to the other side of the state. So I had so, them all along. You had Philly, even even as a you covered. I had the Steelers. About, I have Philly and I have Philly and Buffalo. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna ride on your coattails because well my pick's done, but I just didn't think that the Packers would be that bad. And then and then when they had a, a golden opportunity, I didn't expect for them to just basically say. We can't do this. We can't. They're worse than the commanders. I think the commanders, you have a, a soul-crushing expectation of disappointment. With the Packers, as long as they have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you, you have a thing. There's one thing you can say about Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. If they, if they ride off in the sunset after their final seasons, no matter what happens, Tom Brady had to lose the season. They're eight and nine. Yeah, but he made the playoffs still. That division oh, yeah. is dumpster fire. But he, he, yeah, he has a losing season still in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. He managed to. He managed. He managed to to burn just enough garbage in which it smells good. True that. And I'll say this, 
if you told if you tell me to trade trade that victory over Tampa for any of any of the teams that we mentioned for the Steelers, Miami or the Jets, I take the Jets every day. I, I I'd rather I'd rather have had Tom Brady come in come in there and and beat them again, just really? as a final goodbye. If it meant that, that Jets victory, if if they beat the Jets, especially with how it ended up. Mm. Yeah, this has been a smorgasbord talking trash. You're gonna delete a few. You're gonna. <clears throat> this podcast is not coming out until Saturday. I got too much to do. Maybe even maybe even Sunday. <laughs> I mean, we're we're in the end game, as they'd like to say. Yeah. Don't tell my don't tell the people that, but yeah. I'm joking. We're not gonna have it out until Saturday, but I got a lot to do. Yeah. They they rather watch us live than listen to us. They want to hear us live and uncut. You know what? Yeah, we 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 can do spaces. We might make this a spaces podcast in which I try to which I record it back. I, I I've been thinking of ways to get around it and being that being that we can still have our computer on that and and put it together, we're just talking, guys. Yeah, this is we, not even a real. This is not even we even now now analyzing the game right now. We're just shooting the breeze. <laughs> we're ready to go because I we I have to have a I have a real journalism job I have to do. Tell Joe Smelter I said hi. <laughs> I did. I, I will. Put me on the podcast. I'd like to talk. I'll actually. I, I told him this. I'll sit there, especially with with USC coming. Yeah. <laughs> Penn Penn State yeah. fans are Penn State's about to get a double barrel from me. <laughs> a double barrel. You got the local team, and then you got then you got my boys on the West Coast. <laughs> but. But I will gladly drop off yeah. legs. It's so amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't get to see him jubilate though. Because I, I was shooting, I was talking to Aubrey Bruce after a little bit at for a while after the, for like ten minutes after the game about certain, uh, you know, certain trying things to, that's going on. Trying to secure some deals, I, I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. I'm, I'm gonna be securing deals as well. Don't you worry about me. Oh yeah, well, I'm secure. I'm doing that now. Securing deals. This yeah, this podcast started as a as a pandemic hobby. the The goal was to the goal was to offshoot to other podcasts, go to other places, do our thing, and and in year three of the Renegade Blitz podcast, we have certainly done that with whether it's been writing with you two. Or commentating high school sports, but I'm gonna join the writing well. I promise I'm gonna put this out on a podcast and I solemnly swear I'm gonna write something for every single week of Steelers football next year. Yeah, every single week. From training from training camp on. I might even start with the with the mini camps and all that stuff. I should start there. So I'll put so I'll put that out there. So Ray Porter, if you're watching somewhere, give me 
Give me something to do. I'll do it. All you got to do is tell me, hey, I need you to write this. Okay. okay I just want people to tell me something that. to do. But, yeah. I'm not lazy. It's just that I got a lot of other things to do. But if you tell me, I need you to do this, I will do it. All right. So, yeah. For example, tell me you need me to edit this podcast. <laughs> well, but, yeah. Since this pod, we're supposed to. He's supposed to start recording at nine. I think I gotta go, but I have to talk. What the hell? All right, all right. We'll let you, we'll let you go. You got you got some business. Go make some money. But anyways, thanks for watching the scuff version of the Renegade Blitz podcast. As only me and Brandon Walker can do. I'm Ty Polk. Thank you for listening. We'll have off season content for you. We'll keep it going for as long as we possibly can, and which is going to be forever on the Renegade Blitz. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz pod, and at Blitz videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.